When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Unfortunately, we've run out of time today. Whatever it means for you in your club, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Welcome to another episode of We'll Talk About That Later, a podcast about football. My name is Junior. I am one of your presenters and I'm joined today. Let's switch it up a little bit. Who never goes first? I'm going to go with Mark. He never goes first. How are you doing, Mark? Feeling valued today. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good, my man. Obviously, we've all had a bit of a couple of weeks off of club football. So it's a different type of vibe today. No rants, no anger. Sun's shining. Sun is shining. Positive nice. vibes. I'm happy to be here, my man. Cool. Forgot to mention that this is the 80th episode, so we've made it 80 weeks. I don't know how we've survived and not killed each other, but it is what it is. So I'm moving over next to our podcast antagonist, Abdi. He must have known it was coming to him. <laughs> yeah, you actually got that wrong because I'm actually the podcast hero. So yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes. Uh, you good? Yeah, good. Thanks. Man got the do-rag and everything. I like it. I like it. I like Mark. I need a trim, you know. (laughs) And then, last but certainly not least, uh, Tanya, always bringing the vibes. Big Tans, what are you saying? Come on, bringing the vibes. I've got my Peroni out. (laughs) Okay, you know what type of time Tanya's on today. Um, Mm -hmm. But today is a special episode. It's not just our 80th episode. Uh, but we have some special guests on here. So I am very happy to announce that uh, Free and Midfield podcast are joining us. Um, and that's Kojo and Cahill. Uh, I'll let them introduce themselves and their podcast and a bit about what they do over there. So over to you guys. Uh, you did the intro, Cahill, to an extent. Intro? Yeah, to an extent. But the whole thing. Not the whole thing, but, you know, part of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are a podcast. We talk about football. Um, what, what, what is it? The intro. Uh, three friends who had their dreams of being professional footballers dashed away as children when they all discovered food. That's our intro. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a sick intro. <laughs> it is, I love it. it is, yeah. Um, so yeah, 
you, you can you can take, take the hard stuff. Uh, okay, cool. Um, so we've been doing the podcast for about I think it's our fifth season. When did Leicester win the league? That was the first year we did it. So from there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. yeah. So that was our that's first season. Fair. Um, of doing the. You guys are vets in this. We, we, yeah, to an extent. Wow, I've never been called a vet before. This is different. Um, <laughs> vets in this game. <laughs> Um, I found my first grey hair recently, so that it kind of works. Um, <laughs> but, um, it's experience, man. It's experience. Yeah. And twenty-eight year olds, man. Yeah, chill, man. You're, you're literally coming in a couple of months, but it's what it is. Um, but yeah, we've been we've been doing this for a couple of years now, and um, we've had the privilege of having wonderful guests interviews recently as well. So yeah, we're out here. Um, I support Man United. Cahill supports Arsenal, and badly uh, up both our teams. Fuck. So there you go. Um, yeah, I was just about to ask what teams you guys support, but you've already, um, you've already, you beat me to it basically. Uh, but like I said, we're really happy to have you on. Looking forward to get your thoughts and opinions on uh, the stuff that we've we're going to talk about today. Um, so might as well just crack on and uh, let's get straight into it. Uh, from my experience, football fans tend to not really like the international break too much, especially when it's just friendlies. World mm-hmm. Cup, Euros, you can kind of like digest, but friendlies, oh. And then you've got the World Cup qualifiers, obviously. Um, but let's talk about England. Um, actually, you know, I want to get some new perspective. I've heard what Abdi, Tanya and Mark have to say about England. Kojo and Cahill, <laughs> what, do you guys, what do you guys think about this England squad, how they're playing, Southgate, or, or as Tanya coins it, Cancelgate? What, what, what are you guys saying? <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, I'll go first. Um, firstly, now, me and Kehu have been doing the podcast weekly for God knows how many years now. And um, when international duty appears, we disappear. Yeah. So that kind of stuff <laughs> about international football. Um, for real. But in terms of the England squad, if I'm being honest, the England squad is very, very talented um, going forward, in my opinion. Um, anyone that's listened to me over the last couple of years knows how much I hate defenders these days because they can't defend for life. Or anything, so I don't really talk about the players going backwards, but always they got gems. But the reason why Tanya calls Southgate Cancelgate, and so many people call him many other names under the sun, is because in games like <laughs> who did they play this recently? Was it um, Alban- Albania? Albania, right? Albania. You know, Albania, lovely country, beautiful people. Um, you ever been? Uh, no, 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 but a lot of them live in London, so it is what it is. So, uh, <laughs> Man said lovely country. Uh, you know, you got to praise them a little bit, right? But you should be going out there with the intention of absolutely hitting them for God knows how many goals. And the fact that you start a game again with Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice, two defense, defensive-minded mm. players, as in your starting eleven, tells the whole story. Um, mm. And that kind of sums up how I feel about England, because over the years it's been having so much talent but at first, not using them, not knowing how to use them going forward. It was never too defensive and it was never too attacking, but you never knew how to balance the squad out. Then you went to just not qualifying for any tournaments, aka Steve McLaren. And then you had all these other guys that have come in. You had a guy that was pretty much there on work experience and some Allardyce. And <laughs> now we're here with Southgate, who keeps playing defensive players, or weirdly enough, picking a, a 23, but having five fullbacks that play on the right and then having one <laughs> left back. So it's it's hard to have any sort of attachment to the England team because you know what's coming. You know, on the top level, they're not doing anything. The under twenty ones have gone to another international tournament and bottled it again, again. Um, shout out Aidy Bufred, who has done absolutely nothing in his career so far, but it is what it is. So 
Yeah, that sums up me about England. Cahill, what are you saying? Oh, just, yeah, to echo that. Um, I feel like this current squad is probably the second coming of a golden generation because obviously the first golden generation was uh, back when Sven Goran Eriksson was, was the manager. I mean, I don't think it compares to that generation, but in terms of quality and talent and like a like real depth, it really is. So hmm. I don't see why we can't, we, I'm not saying we, no. I, can't, I don't <laughs> see why England uh, can't play... Uh, an attacking brand of football it doesn't make, really make any sense. Mm. Um, Southgate, it's kind of hard to criticize considering that you got England to the furthest uh, round since I don't know, 1980s or 90s, something like that. So, yeah. in that regard, he's doing a good job. But in terms of that, what he has at, on offer and what he's doing with that talent, he's, he's, he's rubbish, absolutely rubbish. Just, just on your point there, Cahill. Uh, about the getting to the furthest point since Italia 90, I mean, he had to, come on. That was the easiest side of the draw. If he doesn't make it there, he gets fired the Ooh. day after. We only, England only played two good teams and lost to both of them. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but... And, 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 I think I think I think Tanya will agree that it doesn't really it doesn't really matter where, um, who you face as long as you get there. Look at Tottenham in the Champions League. I don't think <laughs> she would have cared. Bro. Uh, she got I was wondering how long it was going to take before we mentioned that club. Yes, the dicks, the dicks coming out quick. I like it. Was it. it was coming. It was coming. <laughs> but um, yeah, they got there to the Champions League final, and they, they obviously lost the final, but they got there. So it doesn't matter the destination as long as you. Uh, arrive at a certain point. I don't know what I was saying. But yeah, you, you understand what I mean. It doesn't matter about the destination until the destination is what you meant. There you go. That's all fair points. I think our listeners probably know where we stand with international breaks and England at this point. But I just did want to talk about... Uh, um, there are... I, I, you guys have said it. There, there are some talented players in the squad. And for example... Against San Marino, Mason Mount only played uh, the first half and he created eight or 11 chances. Something like that it was a high uh, a record for, for England. That's impressive, uh, but San, San Marino. Marino bro. Yeah, it's San Marino, San Marino tax. But still, it's like, you have to beat who's in front of you. And one thing that I did take away from this international break is that three goals came from fullbacks. So um, Reese James got an assist, uh, Chilwell got an assist, and Shaw got an assist against Albania. So... Yeah. Uh, England are blessed, well, sort of. Uh, more With so right on, backs, the, not left backs. On, the, on the right side. But Luke Shaw has been really good this season. Yeah, so. he's been solid. Yeah. I forgot about Luke Shaw, yeah. Yeah, so um, what do you think? So I'm, I'm going to ask the, the, the WTATL guys quickly. What do you guys think of the, uh, the, the team selection? I mean, when I'm seeing Phillips and Rice in that midfield, I mean, it doesn't scream creativity, does it? Let's be honest mm. about it. I mean, it was actually a boring game, but I feel like it always is under Southgate. It's just... Are you talking about the Albania game? Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about the Albania game. Even the San Marino game was quite boring, to be honest. I mean, I didn't really watch that, to be honest. I mean, it it seemed like it was an easy game for England. Scored how many? They scored like five goals, right? So, that didn't surprise me. I heard that it could have been more, though. I saw people complaining, like, oh, it should have been about nine goals, but... I mean, I heard Lingard got man of the match. Am I? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Very pleased for Lingard. I have to say, as I said, I've got massive egg on my face because <laughs> when he was linked with Tottenham, I was laughing it off. I was thinking, nah, I don't want him. 
But he's he's performing out of his skin at the minute, you know. So I'm pleased for him. And you know the point you made about Phillips and and, and Rice together. I do have a little bit of sympathy with uh, in oh. regards. No, no, just because the guys we want to see, like Greenish, Madison, even Jordan Henderson's yeah. injured. Um, they're all, they, like I said, they're both injured. But I get what you mean, like. Um, but to be fair, there's two games. One's a friendly and one's just a qualifier. So when he played mm-hmm. against Albania, he picked more of the side we expect to see. Mm-hmm. Apart from a few here and there, like Rashford's injured, Grealish is injured. You know, those guys, yeah. Henderson will probably start. Um, but I don't, I, I agree. There's no need for like Phillips and Rice together. <laughs> but um, I feel like there's a few injuries and also he has to like switch it up between the mm-hmm. two games. You know, you've got I, in the majority of squad. I hear that as well, Abdi. But also, you've got to think if he was ever going to try something in terms of getting that attacking vibe correct, now is the time. You're not going to really experiment in a tournament. I would I'd actually half understand if he went into the Euros playing two DMs. I would half understand it, particularly in the tougher games. But in your San Marinos and your Albanias, again, lovely countries, just to steal the phrase, but I would be, I, I would be paying... I'll be playing one of Rice or Phillips or whoever and then experiment and have Mount and Folded in front of them and then a front three in front of that midfield. Something that excites us because two DMs in, in games that we're, we're going to be winning anyway, for me, just just doesn't it doesn't give me the vibes that I want from my England manager, which is which should be with the squad that he's got. And I completely agree but with the golden generation shout. Obviously not as... Um, in terms of the actual players, maybe not as good, but in terms of squad depth and, and youngsters, what we're seeing now with this England squad is actually unbelievable, in my opinion. So, yeah, I think we should be playing to our strengths a bit more and, and trying to fit in as many of those attacking players as possible because there's so much quality there. Mm, I agree. And, I mean, you, if you see the game, you see how many chances England actually did create against Albania um, and maybe on another day could have scored three or four. Uh, but yeah. as Tanya said, it is boring watching this England. Um, so just quickly, I'm going to go straight to the free and midfield guys just because, you know, can't let them rest too much on their laurels. Got to catch them on their toes. Uh, what would be individually, not together, I don't want no teamwork in this. Uh, in- individually, what are your preferred England starting 11s? Um, so basically anyone but Pickford in goal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Luke Shaw has been better for than Chilwell, so I think Luke Shaw would decide, decide a, a, would deserve a place in the, on the left back position. Right back, ooh, right back. I think Trent obviously has more quality still than the others, but he hasn't been good either. But I, I would stick with Trent. I would play Stones and oh, great, ooh, Maguire or Maguire or Dyer, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't want to hear Dyer. First of all, I don't even want to hear his name next you, to the squad. You don't want to hear Dyer, but Dyer's going. Dyer is going, and we have to we have to firm it because, like Cahill said, <laughs> I don't say we when it comes to England. I say we when it comes to Ghana. I represent my parents' family in the country. Yay, come on. But, but when I'm sitting here and it's the Euros, it's the nation I'm living in, isn't it? and if England do win something, it's going to be a national holiday and I get a day off and all that, so I'm also back to it. <laughs> um, it will be Maguire. Maguire and Stones, in my opinion, um, is what I would accept anyway. I'll play one defensive midfielder, that would be Declan Rice. Um, I've never bought it to Calvin Phillips, if I'm being honest. Um, Jordan Henderson, 
and Phil Foden. I feel Foden, Foden is the more undroppable one. Mount's been fantastic. He's been phenomenal this year. But I would play Foden more. I think he's got that little bit more quality, in my opinion. Left wing, guy I've played 4 3 3 is free midfield, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> on the left, on brand, on brand. On the left, <laughs> yeah. it would have to be Rashford. On the right, actually, no, no, on the left, I would go Raheem Sterling. On the right, I'd go Sancho. And up top, it has to be Harry Kane. That, that's that's just. That, that can't be fought by anyone. Nice, I don't nice. hear anybody else. Doing <laughs> All right, relax, um, Tanya. The reason why I'd pick Sterling over Rashford is because I feel like he's in better. games these days, he's, <laughs> <laughs> <What>? he's better. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that too. But, <laughs> but that too. But in, in terms of just like in football these days, the level of defending is not good enough. You need someone who's brave enough and just has the the mentality of trying to get as many goals as possible, especially getting to goal-scoring positions. I feel Sterling has that more to his game than Rashford. Rashford's ball to be too much. Not sure about when he's taking on players, not enough runs in behind. Sterling is getting on, on the other crosses. He's getting in behind. He can, he's not scared from shooting from any sort of distance. Never as Rashford, but I think Sterling has a lot more um, shooting technique to his game. So I will stay, I will have him there. And then Rashford come off the bench and maybe do his thing. You know. That's fair enough. Cahill? I also wanted to go 4 3 3, but I feel like, as in terms of. Stay on of brand, England, bro. Like... That's our thing. Stay on brand. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I like I've made two teams. I've made one 4 3 3 team and one 5 2 3 team. I feel like the 5 2 3 team is much better. Okay. So well, I'm going to go with that. Well, I'm going to okay. go with that one. So I'll go on um, Pope in goal, uh, right wing back Trent Alexander Arnold, three centre backs because Maguire is just dreadful. So I wouldn't trust him. Um, Maguire, Stones. And Carl Walker. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, left you... wing back, Saka. Hey. Oh, okay. Come on. Represent, got to represent. Um, centre <laughs> mid, uh, Declan Rice and Phil Foden. And then similar to Kojo, like left mid Sterling, right mid Sancho, centre forward Kane. Who was your right, right wing back, sorry? Trent. Trent, okay. That's a good team still. I mean, apart from the whole... Maguire thing, uh, and Carl Walker <laughs> is a bit dubious sometimes. You know, I feel like Carl Walker, in terms of his recovery runs, yeah, make yeah. up for Maguire's yeah. um... <laughs> idiocy. Stupid, you know, lack of do brain. you guys not think it's <laughs> scary <laughs> that when it's for England and Man United, everyone has to make up for Maguire's lack of something? <laughs> this is why I call him a ferry. Ferries turn slow, <laughs> slow. You know what I'm saying? Uh, actually, Kojo. We haven't had a Man United fan on, on this show in a long time. Yeah, he who shall not be named. Anyway, um, I just wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on, on Maguire and, and Man United? I know we're kind of veering off and probably could ask you this at a later stage, yeah. but just because we're here now with the Maguire topic, I just want to know your thoughts. My thoughts on Maguire is, firstly, and Kelvin knows this because I stream this pretty much every week. I never wanted him. I never wanted him. I was never a fan. <laughs> but I would, if you were, if you lack a lot of physical stuff in terms of pace, agility, you need to maximise the things you can be good at. You know, your marking, your positioning, your, your aerial ability, and you're tackling. I think if you master those things as a defender, because your first job is to defend, then everything else you can make up for. And yes, if someone does beat you for pace, hopefully one someone else will back you and get that player for you. And when you're trying to catch up, that's calm. Unfortunately for me, he doesn't really do that. 
I've seen him <laughs> mark his own players, and him <laughs> literally stand there as Bergvine has just literally gone past him. And it's funny because Bergvine gets ripped into every week for not doing anything, but Maguire turns up and suddenly, <laughs> suddenly Bergvine turns into Super Saiyan God Goku and just runs past him. Um, so you've got him. Um, but I, I don't... I don't dislike Maguire anymore. I think if I'm going to be fair to him in the last couple of months, he's been good. He has been good. Um, And he's been one of our better players overall in the team. So as long as he keeps on that sort of level and keeps giving us good performances, I can, I can be happy with him. I don't think he's a captain, but then again, how many players in football are captains these days anyway? So, you know, I'm not too, I'm not too upset Mm. about that anymore. Um, As for United, uh, (laughs) boy, (laughs) Um, how much time you got? Yeah, isn't it? I'll, I'll try and keep. I'll try and keep this as short as possible. Short. G- give us, give us the blurb. Like if we were, re- if we were reading the Kojo book, and we and we we just picked it up, yeah. and we looked on the on on the back and saw the blurb. What would it tell us about your your United? Have you ever read a, a free page blurb before in your life? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I'll try and keep it as short as, sweet as possible. Management, I'm still not completely convinced. League performances, good in terms of position. Cup performances, get semi-finals, lose. Very scary. Um, mm. A lot of rebuilding still to do. Uh, a lot of people think we are like three players away from winning a title. I say we're seven plus players because you need the depth to be equally as, at least good, and then the first team being better. So that when we don't lose Pogba in the midfield, we look to players that cannot pass for anything, a.k.a. Um, a, a Brazilian and a Scotsman. Um so, you know, that, that pretty much sums up my my thoughts on United. Um, Martial, Martial ain't it. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I knew. Martial, I knew. Yes! Um, you see, when you picked out Martial there specifically, uh, I knew you was about to agree with that. Just <laughs> he's, he's not my it. guy. Not it. Um, why, couldn't you, why couldn't you lead with McTominay? <laughs> I called him the Scotsman. Right now, his, his, his name is not allowed in my house. Um, <laughs> um, who's the other guy? Rashford. Feel sorry for him. Too many injuries. Keep playing too much. Um, Daniel James is there. Um, yeah, we need a lot of work. Basically, we need a lot of work. We're not not as close as people think we are. And if we do get close, it's because we managed to keep a lot of players fit for the season. And that's the only way I can describe United right now. But we still got a lot of work to do. So fair enough. But Solskjaer is doing okay. He's doing okay. Progression. Okay. Yeah. I I was about to ask. um, Solskjaer is doing okay. Are you? If you had the choice, would you say I'll trust Solskjaer with maybe another year to continue this rebuild, or are you are you getting rid of it? I'll put it like this: If he finishes second, or if in fact top four, if he finishes top four. I can survive another year. Okay. If for some crazy reason from now to the end of the season, we start to drop points and do not finish in the top four and do not win that Europa League, I've said this before. I've said this on like five shows already now. I'm going to say it on this one as well. I will turn up to his house myself. (laughs) I will pack his bags for him, serve him a cup of tea (laughs) before he goes as well. Stay warm so, you know, on the way to the airport, you feel nice and tingly. Um, <laughs> all the family at home in Norway said, I mean, it's been a long time. I'm gonna come and see you, spend some time with you, and enjoy your life over there. And then when you're ready to come to management, go to another club. Like I've got is it? I've got a quick question. I know we're I know we're on this topic um, 
on a random mm. one. Um, I'm going to ask you just a very quick question and, and um, you don't have to go extensive in your answer, mm. but so you said that you're happy if Solskjaer and United kind of finish anywhere in the top four this season, you're happy to go into next season with him I, there. I, I think that's, yeah. I think that's fair enough. But then what, what happens next season when, for example, you're in the Champions League group stage and, and there's a potential that you get knocked out again in the Champions League group stage to a team really in Leipzig this year who you shouldn't have been knocked out to? What are your thoughts then? Like when when does this stop for you and when did, when have you had enough or or are you actually happy with the program? Mark, you know, when I was talking earlier, um, I, you brought up the Champions League just now and I've tried to avoid that comment because um, I've spent years calling Arsenal Champions League tourists. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> essentially this year, that's what we became. So just this year, all right. So, then. so, and, and what burns me is at least, <laughs> at least when Arsenal were tourists, at least they got to the knockout stages. We needed <laughs> one point, and we lost. At least they went to Germany, you know, saw these a few guys said itch bin sank sank sank, and enjoyed time in Germany. You know, we went to Leipzig, got our handed us is handed to the, um, us. We in. We brought the French guys to our stadium. I thought we were going to go to the Eiffel Tower, see the nice sights, go to Paris and get popped and then come home. It was the other way around. So, you know, look, I'll say it like this. If he gets knocked out of the Champions League again, he's going to meet me at the airport. He's not going to meet me at his house. He's going to meet me. I'm going to make sure he goes through security. I'm going to make sure he goes through security. Because I wanted him gone after the sixth one, if I'm being honest. It went before, when we got hit for six, yeah, mm. my, my heart yeah. was broken either. I did have to react. You, gave him, you gave him five games, right? Huh? You said you gave him five games. I, literally, to... I went on podcast and I ranted. I was like, you've got five games. You have to be five Ws. And it was Everton win and the next one draw. I was like, get out. I said, get out. Get out. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, listen. Champions League. I, I think that... Yeah. It looks like the positive for you is that even if you're not happy with this season, and let's be very clear, you could end up being super happy with this season. Let's say you finish second in the league and win the Europa Mark, League, watch for your example. Mouth. Mark, watch your Listen, mouth. Listen, <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. I, but, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a chance for you to have a, a good season, but equally there's a chance for you to look back on this season and be disgusted. So that's what I mean. It's all still to play for for United. It's actually pretty interesting looking um, from the outside in. That's the nicest Mark has ever spoken about United. Uh, Cahill, Cahill, don't worry. We're, there's going to be a, a curveball question for you too. Don't, you're not going to get off lightly. Bring it, bring it, bring it. I'm ready for uh, it. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, no, nah, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Um, cool. So, I mean, England won. I mean, they should have won. Let's talk about under-21s. Uh, I don't know how A.D. Boothroyd managed to get the under-21s job. Like, for me the minimum that you should be able to do to qualify for any national job is that, well, for England, is to cut it in the Prem. Man can't even cut it in the... Man can't even cut it in the Championship and he managed to to snag a... It it boggles my mind. And he's bottled two Championships and these under-21 players, that under-21 squad for England is really good. you got some really, really good players. Listen... It's actually, it is scary that someone or a committee within the FA sat down and thought, right, who is the best man to nurture and manage the best young talent we've got in this country at the moment? And perhaps the best young talent we've seen in this country for, wow, yeah, mad. R9, R9, R9 Boffer. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, who's who who sat down and made that decision? Because as you said, Junior, you've got um essentially a, a man who is a, a successful failure. He's he's been he's he's made a good career for himself in football, but the the overlying statistic is that his teams are never good enough. Who who made that decision? I mean, this is you look at that crop of youngsters, and then you add to that crop, obviously the ones who are in the senior squad, your Foldens, your Sackers, your Bellinghams. You look at that talent and. And what just I just think why is AD Boothred there? You've got people like Eddie Howe, for example, who are out of job at the moment, who who know how to play football the right way and clearly know how to nurture young talent. Mm. Uh, for me, it's just it's just idios- idiocy and and something needs to change within that England setup. Even me, Gareth Southgate, I'm so against him being England manager that it's yeah. it's actually past that point I'm, of me kind of caring now. England have an obsession with these average dry managers man <laughs> through all the levels like when's the last time England had a manager we actually thought oh yeah he's decent like maybe Sven you could say but or Capello but then mm-hmm. after Capello Roy Hodgson Southgate we had Stuart Sam Pearce Sam Allardyce Stuart Pearce of all the goodness McLaren wow that's a this bad guy, list of names Stuart Pearce was yeah Stuart I know Stuart Pearce was the manager of the um, GB, Team GB team at two, in 2012, and he picked three left-backs and played two of them at right-back. Like, <laughs> clearly, like, your you, your interview hiring process isn't working here, where, like, every manager you've got... And then, like, you talk about AD Buffon as well. You think about the talent we've got with in the team. And then, like, you've got, a, what, a potential front four of um, Smith-Rowe, um, Hudson Adoy, it was the other one. Curtis Jones behind, he could have had, and then like Nketiah scored loads of goals for under 21s. And then it just looks so dry every time you watch them. Like, I, I yeah. compared um, Gareth Southgate to a cheese cracker. This guy must be <laughs> brown bread that was in the fridge. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, crusty brown bread, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, but again, is that down? Sorry to cut you off, is that oh, down no, to the committee itself or down to the fact that? England doesn't really have a great talent pool of managers. And you mm. mentioned Eddie Howe, who I think now okay. would probably be a good option for England under 21. He plays a certain brand of football and that leading forward to the national team would be would work wonders. But when AD Buford was there, was given the job, Eddie Howe was at, Bur- at Bournemouth. So I don't I don't think he would have left Bournemouth for, for uh, England. But then again, is Eddie Howe even good? Come on. Mm. Now, do you know what? When when I said Eddie Howe, it's not because I've sat here and thought that one through. It's, it's just a name that's sprang yeah, to mind, like a like a young yeah. English manager who who whose ideals and practices is all about playing football the right mm. way and, and encouraging um, encouraging that type of football. Where you got your mouldy brown bread and your cheese cracker is not <laughs> doing it for me. And it's, and these people, we play negative defensive football and arguably you look at our attacking options in both, in all levels of English football at the moment and attacking uh, talent is where it's at for us at the moment. Mm. So the least we could do, even with people like Gareth Southgate and Aidy Boothred is play to our strengths. When I looked at some of those England under 21 teams, I was actually dismayed because you've got players like, you've got proven Premier League players like Eze and Curtis Jones mm. who weren't even getting a look in and you've got, um, I'm sorry, Abdi, but you've got players like Enketia who hasn't played football. I don't care if he's bagging for under-21s against Cyprus and San Marino and these men. For me, he shouldn't have been leading line, the Shout line either. He's been, and San Marino. He's been, <laughs> lovely countries. No, he, but he's been, he has, he's, he's barely played football all season. I know he's one of the top talents at that level, but 
you have to play players who are playing football, in my opinion, especially going into a tournament but, like that. But, so, know, what, what do you expect? Listen, AD Buffred, last club management job was Northampton Town and they were bottom of League Two. I remember him. They got popped five, was it 4-1? And they said, get the hell out of here. If you can't do it for Northampton Town, what's he doing at England? Exactly. It's laughable. Exactly. Listen, I think they should go with Frank Lampard. Yeah, I agree. I was about to say Lampard. Yeah. <laughs> I think it will be perfect replacement for Gareth Southgate. Listen, Gareth Southgate needs to take his waistcoat yet and go. <laughs> oh no, no, I wouldn't give him the main yeah. job with England. Let me make this clear. I would I never. Would. I, I wouldn't give him yeah. now. The thing is, yeah, with international football, yeah, you don't really need to be like a master technician. Tactician, then it, you just have to, because all these players know how to play football, and they all got like these tactician day to day managers mm. in it. So, what you just need is a good man manager and someone who will pick the right players. The so, Lampard. Listen, yeah. I got, I just let me just make one quick point because I, I agree with you, Abdi, but. You have to you have to know your way around a football pitch and you have to I'm sorry, but you do have to understand tactics very well. You look at that Spain team who won the Euros, then the World Cup, then the Euros. They did that because their manager had something in his brain that was different. He said, Right, we're gonna play false nine, we're gonna surprise people. You know what? I might even chuck Cesc up top today in that false nine position. Because they trialed things out and he played to that team's strengths. And what did they do? They won three international competitions in a row. Mark, you're talking about a system that goes way beyond just the first team. Spain's play the same system throughout all of their under under 15s, under 11s, under 20s. But they they, all they, play the same system. They weren't I get playing what you're that saying. 49 system pre-2008. No. They brought it in then sure. as a way to kind of change things up a bit. And, and have you not? It worked. But, just trying something a little bit different. I mean, not actually going into the depths of tactical analysis and, and overdoing it. But maybe just experimenting and trying something new, which is what we never see with an England manager. I hear you, but at the same time, you're talking about a a team that's mostly made up of Real Madrid and Barcelona players. And then Barcelona played that false nine position and played it way before um, they tried it with Spain. And so that's what I'm saying. It, It goes way beyond that. With England, no Premier League team is set up the same, like, for example... I I don't see England set up based on a on, on a team in the Premier League, and I don't see any of like for example Southgate and Ad Buford may as we may as well be from different planets because they don't play any type of attractive football, and also on top of that they don't even play a style reflective of each other, which is worrying because if you're trying to bring players through, like I completely agree with Mark in terms of like having the tactical nails and having you know, all these things. But also, I do believe that you need some sort of, like, link throughout the whole teams to, to as you're bringing these players through. That's why you have it the same at club level. You, you're playing 4-3-3 with, a, with Liverpool, Mark, but then the youth team is not playing 5-4-1 uh, or whatever the formation may be. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? You're, you're, you're teaching the players how to play a system, and then that goes from young all the way to the first team. So when they're in the first team... They've at least got the experience of playing in these kind of positions. Obviously, in-game tactics change and all this kind of stuff. But you know what I mean. Yeah. No, I hear that. But, I mean, they were probably doing that anyway. The under-21s are trying to play as the senior squad do. So, when the senior squad were playing five at the back, which was killing me, the under-21s played five at the back. The senior squad have moved to four at the back. Oh, Look, the under twenty ones just played four at the back in both of their group stages. But, but look I at hear the, your point. Look at the but we're names. obviously just look at the exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So that's my point. Now is is about, and I know it was it's been built into Spain's way of playing. Yeah. But they didn't dominate Europe and the world on that international stage like they did. 
until and I obviously I understand it's so easy when you've got players like Xavi and Iniesta and Busquets and that midfield plays with each other week in, week out anyway. Yeah. It's it's a lot easier than than I'm probably making it out to be. But just for me, something something a little bit different because I guess the point I'm getting at is that Spain have a clear identity and, and England don't. And it's actually worrying for me when you look at this this pool of talent we've got is is what is actually what are their international careers going to be? Is it just going to be more international failure like the last golden generation? Well, that brings me on to uh, my next question. So I don't need no long discussion. I'm going to say a phrase and then I want you to give me an answer. So England have a friendly draw in the Euros. That means every you know, every stage is is it's a friendlyish draw. Obviously, when you get to the quarter semis and final, it might be a bit difficult, but still, it's the best possible outcome. How far do England get? I think they have to get to the semis. Surely, I'm not even going yeah, to lie. England got to the semis last last round, last tournament. No, we should be. Well, I'm playing as a minimum. As, as a minimum. minimum, yeah. yeah. Gareth Southgate, he doesn't even get them to the semis. He's okay. Got to go. okay, not what you expect. Where do you think they will finish or get to? Mm, I'd say depending on the draw, potentially the semi-finals. But, I mean, you look at who we could potentially be drawn against in the quarters, such as your Portugal's, your France's, your... your I, don't know, I could name so many other teams. Your Germany's, your... Belgium. Um, then Belgium. Belgium's, then... Those games individually are just whoever plays better on the day. And again, whoever's manager comes to the game with fresher and better ideas in terms of switching it up a bit. But for me, I I honestly think, I think the World Cup semi-final run was to do massively with how favourable our side of the draw was. So I'd be I'd be surprised if we got past the quarterfinals. Okay, so Mark is quarters. Tanya, what are you saying? Quarters, semis. No, you have to pick one. You have to pick one. Oh, do you know what? Go for the semi-final. Semi-final. Okay, so it's 1-1. One, one. Uh, Abdi, what are you saying? I think England are going to lose when they play the first good team they play. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the players. Like, we've got quality oh, players, but that. I just feel like Southgate is, is just going to... I, I just don't I don't see anything with him, you know. I think yeah. if uh, depending on how far England go, it'll be based on how what good players we have. Um, Okay, um, humor me, humor me in this little game that we play. All right, quarters as well, yeah. Quarters, so it's two-one. Like, if you if you if you qualify from your group, do you go straight to the quarters? Yeah. Okay, well then quarters, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> then bye. <laughs> uh, Kojo. Uh, I'll say quarters, but I think we've got to give them a round of applause for getting into the country to go and play the game in the first place. So at least quarters. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just also say that the semi-finals are all in England? So that's the, true. That the is fact true. That we're not even well. Only let's, one of us thinks that they're going to make. Let's the not try and think England will have some home advantage in England. Last time, <laughs> what was it? What was it? What was it? Who did they lose to? Was it Croatia? When the Croatia won, even that yeah. when they popped them at Wembley. There's no such thing as home favour, man. England, yeah. England. Oh, that was um, that was Wally with the Brolly days. Oh, that was, that was yeah, a beautiful yeah. day. That was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lastly, uh, Cahill, what are you saying? A favourable draw, I think. Semis. Semis, three yeah, two. Semis, yeah. I, I'm yeah, go semis as well. So three three. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I just I just want to make it clear that I'd love to see us make the semis. I just think that I, I agree with Abdi the first. If yeah. we come up against a France or a Portugal or or maybe even I, I think they are two of the strongest teams in the tournament. Then, yeah, I can see us going out. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's move on. Uh, we spent a lot of time on England and international. Uh, let, yeah, let's. Man, 
and we can't we can't have too much international (laughs) (laughs) all right um so i'm gonna direct these questions to our guests mainly because our listeners have listened to us all season and and know where we stand with a lot of this so kojo and cahill I know, I know, Kojo. You, you've kind of answered this, but this is your chance to go into your three-page blurb type thing okay. uh, instead of just the intro. Um, I want to know your opinions on the season so far, but I would like for you to start with what your hopes were for the season at the start, like when transfer window was open and we hadn't kicked the ball yet. Were you hopeful? What What were you thinking? And then, obviously, where you're at now, uh, just to, so we can have a contrast. I I had, honestly, I had no expectations. And the reason I put them on mind is because I've been through too much pain. Do you want to put myself through any more pain? Um, I lost one of the greatest Scotsmen ever in the game of football to one of the most funniest, and I don't mean that in a good way, Scotsman <laughs> to manage in the game, um, former Everton fella. Um, now at West Ham near me, apparently. Um, and then we went to... Uh, Kojo, can I stop you there? Do you have a problem with Scottish people? <laughs> <laughs> just two, just two, just two. <laughs> um, and then we had... Scott McTominay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the other fellow, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we went to Louis Van Gaal. Uh, I actually liked him. I, I didn't want him because I'm not a fan of international managers coming back to club football, but... He was a character, and I, I did like him as a character, and I think he did okay with us. Um, then I, we brought Mourinho. I'll be chesty enough to say I wanted him because I just wanted trophies at this point, and boy, I got my trophies, so I'm satisfied. Um, <laughs> and then now we're here. I had no expectations because we lost three semi-finals last year, and in my head, I'm like, I don't think this is the guy to take us over the line, so I'm not going to even like invest any sort of thought of what he can do next the next in the season. I'm just going to see how it goes. I wasn't expecting top four, but we're there right now. Um, Europa League, I was hoping we could advance far, win the quarterfinals. So we're doing okay. Um, FA Cup, I would like to win, but that's obviously not possible anymore. And League Cup, I don't really care, to be honest. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had no expectation, but obviously I'll support and watch the team and everything they do. Where I am now is second place is good is very good we're still not near the team that's top of the table so that's the same story as the previous seasons anyway um we've been second before so that doesn't gas me up either because we've been there with Mourinho um people complain about the football the fact is we got there we got 81 points we got there so regardless we got down we got two trophies that's why Zlatan was able to talk of his chest and say yeah yeah this this team this team is better but I won and I'm like yeah you know what yeah you did yeah yes you did exactly um so can I just stop you there? One. He said three, three. He said three trophies. One of them was the Community Shield. Let me. Let me. T- One of them was the League Cup and the Abdi. Europa League. That is the most. Abdi. 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 Let me tell you. Let me tell you why I, I will. I will agree with Mourinho and move Chesty because when City won the domestic treble, they went and tweeted that they won the quadruple, and I was sitting there like I was like this. I was counting my fingers. I was like Premier League. <laughs> League Cup, FA Cup, and like, it took me time to realize what they were talking about. And then I went back to the Twitter page and I saw what was it? It was that shape, a hexagon or something. I don't know what shape it is. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on. This don't count. Oh, we're going awesome. So all right, cool. Then he went to trouble then. Alright, cool, we're back to trouble things. There's two troubles we've done now, and it is what it is. You know, a B tech and a real one. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. Um 
But just on that point, though, I don't get why England is probably one of the only countries that doesn't count the Community Shield as a proper trophy. Every other called, team. They call it the Community Shield. Yeah, they call it the Super Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. But still, it's still a trophy that you win at the start bro. of the season. It's... I think, I, I don't know, someone correct me if I'm wrong. Is it the only one? Is it because it is literally a friendly or is it a friendly in other countries as it well? Or do they make it? Do they make it an official, it is it an official so, game? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a competitive yeah. game, yeah. So, but you know, with England, look, we've had... We've had one cup go be called the Carabao, Coca Cola, Worthington League, <laughs> Chicken and Chips. I don't know Parley. whatever you want to mix up. <laughs> and then the two wings and, and then chips you've got yeah. the FA Cup, most <laughs> respected, you know, biggest trophy in the, in the nation. We had Tony Cotty talk about how it was highly respected, and when you're young, that's what you want to win, and it will never be branded until it became the Emirates FA Cup. Like, and then the Premiership, the Premier League, Barclays Premier League, like. You can't win. You can't win with these kind of... And England keep... Everything about England is money, isn't it? At the end of the day. So when they keep changing the names of these competitions, you don't know. Johnstone's Pen Trophy is now called the Papa John's. Papa John's sell pizza. <laughs> so that, that kind of diminishes the point. Whereas in Spain, the King's Trophy is the King's Trophy. It will be no, like that. I have like to that. stop you there. I have to stop you there. In France... League on is called Uber Eats. Listen, League on. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> that's, that's why. That's why we call it PSG and friends. We don't really acknowledge. Them being <laughs> yeah, that's what we do here. So, yeah. Um, so honestly, no. But anyway, back to United quickly. I am satisfied so far. But he, I, I need a trophy. I'm sorry, but we need it. Like, if you are the manager that's going to stay here long term, you need to prove that you're the manager to get them over the line in something. And qualifying for the Champions League is good. But one team did it for years and ridiculed them, and that's the team that KO supports, and that's facts. That's facts. They were ridiculed by oh Arsenal qualified for Champions League again. That's a trophy, but we're doing the same thing. You lose in the semi-finals, win one, and then get to a final and get over the line, and then I can look at you and say, all right, cool. Now I can put my faith in you. Until then, I respect you for ninety nine. But it's what it is. Sorry, Kojo. What if Oli doesn't win a trophy, but you still get that second place? How are you gonna feel? The same as I felt last year. What, what, what? <laughs> it's, it's nothing. It's not. It's the same thing. People talk of progression, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you've gone from thirty second. Okay, so if I went, I'm if I'm doing a hundred meters race and I go from thirty second, but the guy that's first is still first. What have I done? It's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, it's, it's context though. Like last year, he had an amazing team. This year, have an amazing team. It's difficult, you know. It is difficult getting above Man City and Liverpool. It is difficult. You're right. It is difficult, but if you want to win the title, what do you have to do? Beat the difficult teams. That's what you have to do. That's, yeah. that's unfortunately yeah. as, as, as much as it goes. Because when we were top, everyone could have said the same thing. But eventually, someone was beating us. Even if it was just for a year, it happened. Yeah. So you have to yeah, do yeah. it. So one way or another, he has to step up. And he's the one that came in and said, United is all about trophies. It's only recently he said, trophy, trophy boosts ego. Nonsense. Win a trophy, <laughs> bro. You better win a trophy. Or I told you, meet me at Manchester Airport. You're going to go home. <laughs> So I'm going to go to Cahill now. You have to. Um, but, but before I do, Cahill... Come on, let's go to Cahill. Abdi, Abdi. Yes. <laughs> isn't it great that Kojo directs all the Arsenal banter towards Cahill and doesn't reference us too? <laughs> I, this is the first time where it doesn't happen. I don't feel hurt. <laughs> uh, but Cahill, um, you're talking to two out of the four are Arsenal fans. Um, mm. So, bro... Tell tell us <laughs> what your expectations was uh, at the beginning of the season, and now um, what you're feeling. Um, I'm gonna first. I'm gonna ask you to a question. 
All right, go on. Do you two trust the process? <laughs> Perfect question. Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. Abdi? Don't ask me that question, man. <laughs> this is why I didn't come for you two, because Kel will come for you by himself. You know? yes. uh, at the moment, no. Good, good. We, we're, we're, we're friends then. Um, oh, so we're not friends. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Expectations after that FA Cup victory, I was expecting top four. We were, okay. He was giving it all the chat. We, be, were, beat, we were beating two of the best, uh, the best sides in the Premier League, Chelsea in the final. We had a very good young team and I think they finished fourth unexpectedly. So that was that was a good. And obviously Manchester City, who didn't have and a great... we also season. beat Liverpool as well. And um, there we go. We, we beat, I think we beat Liverpool in the Premier League for, I don't know, God knows how many years. Um, <laughs> so I was expecting very, very good things, very exciting things. Then the season comes and... Yeah, that's that's um, that's that's the season. I, it's, it's been it's been dreadful. I feel like um, the obviously the the line is trust the process, and I don't I, I don't I, I never have to be honest with you. Um, from the start of the season, I never have. Um, obviously, we, we know that we've been playing dreadful football at the very beginning. Only now recently have we been playing a decent attacking brand. I wouldn't say it's that great. We don't really carve many teams open. Um, Arteta, he's a victim of his own, not success, but he's a victim of, uh, of just his own tactics because we, everybody, including you, Junior, everybody, I feel like we all have the same complaints. Why is Willian starting? Why is Xhaka starting? Why is Gabriel on the bench? Why Why is Aubameyang playing on the left? Why is Lacazette, well, I don't like Lacazette, but why is Lacazette starting? Stuff like that. And why is Bellerin still a footballer? Bella is still playing, exactly. So, yeah, so it's constantly down to those decisions that eventually will lead to his downfall. I personally believe that we should win the Europa League. I think we are the favourites. I don't... I feel like if we get to the final between us and Man United, I feel like we have the tools, because we, ha- we have their number. Yeah. I think we have the tools to beat Manchester United. My only problem is that semi-final against Unai Emery. Because I feel like if, yeah. that, if that comes to, to pass... He's gonna absolutely tear us a new one and teach us a lesson, and mm-hmm. that isn't something that I'm looking forward to. Same because I am. Keep quiet there. Who'd you lose to? Also, Keho, I just need to let you know, yeah, that um, I'm not gonna say his name, but the Villarreal manager, his name is banned on this podcast. Oh <laughs> wow. I am I, I apologize. I deep um, <laughs> the Scots the Scotsman who shall not be named is also banned on our podcast. But you know, <laughs> sorry, okay. So okay, we've exchanged play, uh, people's names to our band, so we'll we'll try and come up with a different name for exactly, for them. exactly. But um, the, 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 I'm, I'm I've been on two rants this past week, but I'm I'm going there again. Um, I feel like this idea from Arsenal fans where they're saying that we don't deserve to be ninth is absolutely just ridiculous. Yeah. Of course we deserve to be ninth. And to be very frank with you, ninth as Arsenal is is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. That's if great. we were sixth and um, we had this run in the Europa League where, we, where, I, where I believe that we are favourites, completely fine. I feel like our team is in and about there. We have a very good, on paper, we have a very talented squad. Yeah. In practice, we are horrible. It shouldn't come down to teenagers to save your season. 
and it's come down to teenagers because Lacazette's been awful uh, despite his hard work ethic. You're a striker, bro. Score the goals. End of story. I, he hasn't scored 15 goals in a season since he came to Arsenal. He cost £50 million. Pounds. That's true. He cost £50 million. Pounds. It's ridiculous. Um Aubameyang's been awful, but then again, I can't really complain. He has credit in the bank because he's been he's he saved us last season. So, and even then, we finished eighth. So, is that really yeah. saving? I um, I don't know. I can't. I don't trust the but, process. Hey, Hill, if if you take out Aubameyang's goals from last season, we do finish in the bottom three. So, is that so? Oh, oh t- I take it back. Then he saved us. <laughs> he he saved us save from wait, hold on, wait, hold on, wait, 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 wait. We can't go past that for a second. Wait, hold on, wait, what? <laughs> hold on, what? It's crazy. Yeah, it's true. It's crazy. It's true. If you remove Aubameyang's goals from Arsenal last season, the 22 he scored in the league. The, I, don't and, think, I don't think any other player got more than 10 league goals. Um, and also, like, a lot of them were match winners. Mm-hmm. So if you take away those goals, you remove a lot of points and Arsenal finished third bottom. Exactly. Exactly. You would have been hey, renegade. Would have been renegade. Man. It's peak out here, man. <laughs> I lost the words. I knew it was that bad. <laughs> K- oh, I K- that. Cahill starts looking outside the window. That's how you know it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Oh. It's, it's also, if yeah, it's also just nonsensical decisions. Like, I don't understand why he let Gunduzi go to Herfa. I really don't. Yes, he had a bad, he had a bad season that one year. Yes, he was a bit childish, but he's miles better than Jaka. Miles better than Jaka. Miles better than El Nene. Not even got to him yet. Why is he still in the team? <laughs> um, Pepe's been ostracized, and he he's been one of our best players he, uh, during that FA Cup run. He's he was our best player. He was the one that was assisting find, finding Aubameyang to get who got the goals, and I, he just he just got kicked out. William Saliba doing wonders mm. at Nice, wonders at Saint Etienne. He doesn't he, he can't fit in the Premier League. Whilst his his worst partner Fofana is currently in the top four. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. It doesn't. So Martin, Martinelli as well. Yeah, there's so many players. Easily make the nows. Why why are we playing? Um, what's his face? I can't. Vegan. Not Bellerin, the other. No, um, Suarez, Cedric Suarez. Cedric Suarez. Why are we playing him? <laughs> Why? It makes no sense, but it is what it is. Kieran Tierney, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Saka as well. Yeah, and Saka, Saka. Yeah, Saka as well. I've, I've, yeah, <laughs> even in almost... Yeah, but Saka's, Saka's messy, man. We can't really be talking a lot about Saka. Man. He's just. <laughs> so what happens? You know, obviously, you, you are going to get top performance from top players as well. Like, I really agree with what you said. A lot of things, but the one thing I disagree with is Gunduzi. Done. You lot know, he's not know, yeah. I'm not having that you. I'm not having it. I don't like him. He's just he's he just wants the ball, that's it. I, I, every single time, any under any sort of pressure, throws himself to the ground. He's a child. I don't like No, him. here's the like thing, him. here's the thing about that. That only came in during um that near the end of Emery's tenure and um Arteta's beginning. Before that, why are we getting rid of the only ball carrier midfielder in our in our team, please? But also, I, just on that, he is a liability in defensive positions. I hear what you're saying. Xhaka's many... a liability. El oh, no, no. Xhaka's not even a footballer, bro. Even, um, even parties have been a liability in defensive positions this, this year. Yeah. He's, been, he's been injury. Uh, he's that, had a lot yeah, of injuries. When he's played. When he... Yeah, yeah, I want to defend my brother, but he's not telling any guys right now. <laughs> but when when Guendouzi plays, he 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 either has like a really good game or he has these moments where he picks up the ball. He doesn't know who's behind him and he gets picked off. Like Aston Villa is one example that I can think of. 
We can't. Yeah, I know. He's twenty one. I know. So he, but then you. But then, if if he's twenty one and you're telling me that he has to play in the Shaka role and Shaka has a lot of defensive responsibilities, does he? Then, well, on he, paper, he goes, le- he goes left back a lot of the time. Mm. So if you're if you're guys, replacing guys, guys, let's be honest, yeah. yeah. Bar Partey, who his forms have been a bit <clears throat> iffy, but yeah, but they're all rubbish, isn't it? I, <laughs> Nelly, I, I think you Bios. Gunduzi, Pereira, Gunduzi, none of them are here. Right? Give Gunduzi. We need a whole rebuild of the midfield. Of course, and but I feel just, like it starts I, off with Partey and and, and Odegaard. I think yeah. Well, I think we should get Odegaard. I think Odegaard wants to stay, but will Arsenal get Odegaard? I'm not sure. Um, a different question. Different question. <laughs> I feel like not, with Gunduzi, Partey, and potentially Odegaard, that's a good starting point. Everybody else bounce, just bounce. Mm. Mm. It was it was funny. It was funny. Yeah. You could change the names, change the manager, everything. There's a rant that Kyo has on our podcast, 40 minutes clean, and it's the same <laughs> thing. And listen, cheap plug, but all you have to do is go on Spotify and literally type in 40 minute Arsenal. It's the only thing that pops up. And he just says, well, it's crazy. You hear me and my boy Derek just laughing our heads off in the background. We do that right after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like that assessment, though. It's interesting because I feel like Junior. Hi. Why are you Why are you trusting in the process? Thank then, you. Given Thank what you. So, has all right. Done. All right. Okay. I was gonna I was gonna explain myself, but I was waiting for you to to finish. I didn't want to interrupt. Um, the issue I have is that not that I trust the pro- the whole process because I think there's a lot of things wrong in a lot of areas at Arsenal, not just with Arteta or the players. I think it's a whole structural thing at Arsenal. That, that needs a lot of um, solving. But mainly, the reason why I say I, mainly my trust is in Arteta. Obviously, when we, we signed him, we knew that he had no managerial experience. So to then fire someone a year or a year and a half into to their first job, I think is outrageous. And, and we have complained about other, man, um, other clubs that do the same. Um, and I don't want to become a Chelsea. I genuinely do not want to Chelsea become a Chelsea. have multiple league titles. They have multiple That's fine. They could, league, what, multiple bro, they could do what... Bro, they could do whatever they want over there at Chelsea. I do not want to be even remotely f- like linked or affiliated I with I feel Chelsea. like the game has gone past that, that era of managers that stay beyond... beyond no, no. So. no, no, no. I'm not even talking about that we need to keep Arteta for a long time. I still... I just think we need to give him a try. If we're starting a whole rebuild... Um, which side with Emery, um, then uh, Emery was just a, a whole different story. But we've we've we got rid of Emery. Now we've got Arteta. You have to give him the opportunity to try to correct the situation. Um, I've said on here previously. I, I you said we got a talented squad. I you said we got a talented squad, but the, the majority of the names that you you cited, you told them to bounce. So I'm of the opposite spectrum. I think a lot of the issues that we have are players related. If you look at the game against Burnley, if we don't have a Shaka, we win that game 1-0 maybe. <laughs> uh, because Shaka gives a goal to Wood. Wood, as Abdi pointedly said, was trying to get out of the way. And, mm-hmm. and he still managed to find him. So I think a lot of our issues are individual mistakes. Arsenal this season have created the most individual mistakes leading to goals. Um, than any other club, and it's it's not even close. It's not even a close contest. There's no one that even comes remotely near us. But in in that table, but we do deserve to be ninth. No, no, no. I'm not, not saying that. I would say, but as a top quality manager, yeah, would it not be 
your job to identify the problems in that team. One hundred percent. Exercise them. One hundred percent. So what's Asa you have been doing? He's been playing. He's been playing Jaka constantly. He's been playing Louise constantly. Okay. Bellerin and um, Cedric's not been bad, but Rob Holding. Rob Holding, oh, yeah. yeah, Rob Holding but, as well. But, so. Okay, so you take Shaq out of the squad, and you, and then you've got Elneny. Um, so you play in Partey and Elneny. Partey has played minimal games this season. So if you've taken out, if if Partey's injured and you play in Elneny, who are you going to play alongside him? Grindosi's not in the squad. He's off in in Berlin. I'll play then him you have to. I'd uh... see. I love Emil Smith Rowe, but I think Emil Smith Rowe needs to play in and or or around the ten. Because that's where he um, his off the ball runs create space. His one touch passing um, is fantastic, and it just opens up play, and he gets the ball moving quickly. I don't think, bro. But then at the same time, you're talking Elneny and Smith Rowe. That's not that's not top four yeah. team. That's not top six team. Like Smith Rowe is quality, but it if you partner him with Elneny, that's a problem. So. Therefore, you are left with the issue that you have to play Shaka. But then again, to, to argue to. your point, Manchester United are a top two team with McTominay and Fred. Yeah. <laughs> and Harry Maguire behind them. We should be doing better than ninth place. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, okay. just on your point, Julia, but, about... Um, but just quickly, uh, um, uh, um, the Scotsman and the Brazilian, because <laughs> that's how Kojo referred to them. I don't want to... I like you, one. Junior. I like you. <laughs> Uh, actually, I, I don't even want to call Fred a Brazilian. Can we call him like the guy, uh, like he played in the Ukraine? Can we call him Ukrainian or something? Um, <laughs> Those of you who don't know, Junior's Brazilian. Yeah, if you if you don't know. So uh, I don't want to own him. Hey, so. those Ukrainian Brazilians bought out though. What's what's. Oh, man, I don't know what to call him then. I'm. Fred is Fred. That's the issue. <laughs> like, he's terrible. But anyway, that's, we, we digress. Um. Man United play a completely different style to Arsenal and Man United fans and Kojo will complain about the style that they play because they play on the counter mostly. They don't... Um, it's we only against... Huh? Pardon? We play on the counter. No, we used to play on the counter. <laughs> do you not think... I, Aubameyang, I, I, I do you not think Aubameyang's goals have dried up because we play a different style? When we played on the counter, it freed up space behind the opposition for him to run into. These days, we play against, yeah, we, we play a possession a, style football. We don't play a counter attacking. We were playing football. on a counter in the very beginning of the season, and, he, and he's yeah. Up, so that's fair. That's a fair point. But we didn't have any creativity. When you have William, who... no, no, I'm not even trying to be argumentative. I'm just trying to say, like, at the beginning of the season, our problems were different. We didn't have enough creativity in the squad. When you take away, like, when you add Saka. Um, linking up with Smith Rowe, that's when the goals come. Mm-hmm. That's when our whole season changes. Previous to that, there was no link-up play. The The game that I could say was like... Actually, no, that was after the Chelsea game. I was thinking of the Newcastle game. That cool. was after the Chelsea game. So I was thinking like there's no... Before the Chelsea game, there is no link-up play. There's no creativity. Me and Abdi had enough talks about it. The reason that we wanted to get our or or an attacking midfielder like that, or like Abdi loves Buendia, is to have that creative outlet. We didn't have. We don't have anyone to link up play. We do now with Smith Rowe and Odegaard. On the our situation, this is I part of me didn't want Partey because of the price. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should have spent fifty million on the guy that sweeps up. He yes he can he plays box to box, but you've seen him going forward. He ain't he ain't that great. Um I would have preferred we put some some of that some into either Frank Kessie 
or Ibrahim Sangar, who was at Toulouse and went to PSV, and now PSV are second, and he's playing. He's playing a very important role in that. And he's he's in terms of numbers, he's very similar to Partey. So I feel like if we paid nine million for him and then spent whatever much of that forty or fifty million on our, I think we've been in a much better position than we are currently now. That's fair. That's a fair point. Um, and and, and, and again, again on, it, wait, hold on. And again, it goes back to the broader problem at Arsenal, which isn't just the manager. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. the whole recruitment. It's, yeah, we've I, done I it agree, wrong I for agree. years. I agree with what you mean, Juno. Obviously, it's a wider issue. What you're, I think you guys both, you've come to a similar point. Uh, but the, I can only give Arteta criticism on the things he has done, yeah? Mm. I, can't, I can't give him criticism for wider transfer policy and and all of that, the stuff that went before him. I can only give him criticism on what he's done. The Saliba situation, however way you look at it, is unacceptable. When we've got 100%. one player at the back, like David Luiz and Holding and, and Pablo Mario is so unafflaid. <laughs> Saliba should be starting, regardless of his age. He should be starting. The Ainsley Maitland-Nash is better than both the right-backs we have. There's no getting away from that. Um, wait, he, do- he, he doesn't want to be a right-back, yeah. firstly. Yeah. And but secondly, like, wait, secondly, is Pablo Mari, he's been all right, no? Or yeah, am I wrong? But like, Pablo no? Mari is very... KO doesn't right, agree. Cahill doesn't on, agree. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. In, at times, Mari has been good. But, like Maguire, it's very easy to give him a bad day. If he come up against like a really athletic f- striker like, like Antonio, he's going to get ripped. And, you know, he's better when he's like, like what, about 10 yards from the goal line rather than 30 yards off. And then that's when we, that's when we really struggle. But aside from that, the point I'm making here is Arteta, he needs to take responsibility for situations like that. Also, you made the point about Xhaka and we have we have no other alternatives. But there's no gun in there's no there's no gun to your head that's forcing you to pick Xhaka. When you who, see guys who are you like, going with? I'm who talking. With? Hold on, just listen to me. Xhaka, regardless of the, the backups, yeah, Xhaka is the type of guy who can lose you a game. Yes. And cost you points. And okay. if he's doing that continually, like let's face the facts, Xhaka signed in 2016. Since then, we haven't been in the Champions League. <laughs> is that is that? And since then, since the moment he turned up. We've seen foolishness in pretty much 70% of the games he's played in. Why is this guy still here? And why is he one of your number one guys? Mm. 100%. Shaka should have been sold ages ago. And to your point about um, options, Ainsley Maitland-Niles in in midfield. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, obviously, yeah, he he doesn't want to play right back. I feel feel like he had, he said he had like mental issues um, playing that position. So fair enough, you don't want to play there. But he's a centre mid. And, And he's defensively, Nah, Defensively, our best right back. So why couldn't he transfer? Because he is athletic. So I don't understand why he couldn't transfer those skills at, from right back to DM or to... now. Cahill, Cahill, come on. Have you watched West Brom? My guy has no intensity whatsoever to yeah, play centre midfield. That's the thing, though. He, he's gone. To, was West Brom intense before? Exactly. Yeah. No, but no. It's like Willock with Newcastle. They're putting all their hopes on this one signing from a, a team that used to be big. And they expect us. Renato, remember everybody who here remembers Renato Sanchez. He came yeah. to the Premier League at 19, and everybody at Swansea and in the Premier League expected him or demanded so much of him. And I was like, no, he's 19. Yes, he's got he has potential to be very good, but he's still 19. He's got you've got to give him time. I feel like just give someone like Maitland a chance in midfield. Give Willock a chance at, in midfield. But no, it's constantly persisting with Xhaka, with Xhaka, with Xhaka. And I don't think Willock and Maitland-Niles have the same mistakes in them that Xhaka does. I don't think... I would... Honestly, honest to God, I would dread 
<laughs> the thought of even playing Liverpool or like peak Liverpool or even Man City with Maitland Niles in midfield. I cannot lie to you. I dread, I dread. Oh, yeah, so let's play him with Xhaka, innit? No, nah, but. Bro, like, I, I understand. It's a catch-22. You, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Because Arsenal... provide, would you? It's like saying, yeah, all right, who's a worse centre-back than Mustafi? <laughs> no one. Right, it doesn't so, exist. Right, cool. so, example, it doesn't is, exist. Eric Dyer. I'm claiming the worst defender. I'm claiming the worst defender. If your two centre-back options are Dyer and Mustafi, and you say, oh, well... Dyer isn't as shambolic as Mustafi, then let's play. Then we have to keep him in the team. They're both rubbish. Jack shouldn't be playing for Arsenal. That's yeah, 100% he should not be playing. But listen. The box, in terms of transfers and players, I think the box oh, stops God, No, fam, listen to this. Listen. Who wants to buy Shaka for the amount of money that we want to sell him? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody wants Shaka, fam. Nobody wants Shaka. We're stuck. I understand where you're coming from. Because I feel like... We're stuck. Yeah, that's the reason. Because we can't get rid of him. The same reason with El Nene. Nobody wanted him, so we we play him. 100%. But I'm just asking for you to have faith in a midfielder that turned right back just have some faith that he could play a decent role. No, I'm not even. I've not even got to the Ozil situation because that seems to, that seems to blow over. Ozil situation. We were complaining about creativity, creativity, creativity. Yeah. Just for us to introduce Mel and Odegaard, who's pretty much Ozil light. It's like, come yeah. on. But uh, Abdi, if Abdi defends Ozil, I'm going to kill him. Because I'm not defending Ozil, but the situation earlier this season, you guys know. Like, no, 100. Right, but cool. so you don't want to play Ozil. So your solution is have no creativity in the bro. team. Is that, All no? right. We, we, we talk about this a lot, yeah, where a player who doesn't play for a while becomes a saviour and has no faults, has never had any prior bad history. I love Ozil, right? I'm wearing a Germany top. Hmm. Pain, yeah? I love Ozil. Wait, from 2010. Yeah, and I'm wearing what's a Germany wrong, top. What's wrong with you, bro? Nah. Oh, my God. I told you before the podcast started, there's no rules. So, <laughs> um, who actually hates most Brazilian players? <laughs> that's not true. Right, how do you feel about Neymar? Uh, can we not do this? I love Neymar, but there's he is an issue with it. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Ozil. Um, look, people forget that this is a Ozil in decline. It's not Ozil from when he arrived at Arsenal, which, um, and even the Ozil the season after, which got um, was leading in assists and all that kind of stuff. This is a Ozil in decline. Abdi... Every time Ozil played, he would get gassed. I'm not going to lie to you. I have messages here to prove it. He'd be like, yes, Ozil's in his team, blah, blah, blah. Ozil would make five misplaced passes. Man, get this dusty guy on my team. Abdi, every single time. So we can't sit here and go, you know what? Bring in Ozil and then complain every time he plays. So we I, can't, can't save you and then go, oh, wait, every time he plays. Bro, he didn't get a single assist away from home last season or the season before. So hold on, here's here's the thing, here's the thing about last season, especially when Arteta came. Yeah. For Arteta, he yeah, was yeah. clear in terms of chances created. So yeah. what 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 um tactical sense, because I I feel like the decision wasn't tactical, it was it was one hundred percent it was um political. Tactically, it makes zero sense to exercise him. Yeah. Zero 100%. sense. And yes, Ozu's in decline, but in decline, Ozu is ten times better. Than Jacker, he's 10, 100%. 20 times better than El Nenny. He, he's 15. I've suffered, you know. I can't, <laughs> <laughs> we have, we have, and I feel like people, because of um, his reluctance to track back, 
people overplay that massively. Yeah, I feel like every time he was in that team, we played better football. Hands down. Yes, he might misplace a pass or two, but you want that from Ozil. You want him to be constantly making the passes because you know that one gem is just waiting there. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, I still, I still, in my mind, it lives here rent free. Mm. That pass against Swansea, where it's like he goes in behind, no one's expecting, it, and Kolasinac pops up at yeah, the end, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is of another name of pain, Kolasinac. Let's oh, not, yeah. let's not go there. Yeah, yeah. But we spent a lot of time on Arsenal. Let's move on. Um, just, I want one word answers from you guys, just really quickly. Let's move this on. I give you a two-word uh, answer quickly. Go on. Tottenham suck. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm gonna say something, and I just want a one-word answer. I don't need any justification for it. Just one word or a name. It's gonna be a name, but anyway, player of the year. So, uh, player of the year. Who do you think? Ruben Diaz. Can I go? Ruben Diaz. Okay, Abdi. Uh, Tanya, who do you say? Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Abdi. Yeah. Don't give me that face, Cahill. <laughs> don't give me that face, Cahill. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I, I, thought, I, I don't actually believe Saka's playing here. Uh, okay. Gundogan. Gundogan, okay. Cahill? I'll go Diaz. Yeah. Diaz, yeah. I was I was leaning towards Diaz or Gundogan. Uh, young player of the year. What's the point, bro? Let's just move on. We all know the answer. Saka. <laughs> Foden. Hey, man. Foden, you know. Uh, nah, to be fair, Saka, Saka. Well Foden's an acceptable answer as well. Yeah, no, I know it is. I, I just went Foden, you know, because she, she said I don't want to say my answer and then she just popped up with Foden. <laughs> but, it, it, uh, it's Foden, though. Let's just put it out there. Really? Do you think Kojo, so, Kojo? Kojo, don't disrespect me. Yes. <laughs> we just met. <laughs> so you think, Ko- uh, you think Foden has been better this season than Saka? I'll say this with my absolute, absolute chest. Foden mm. has been running. So I'll say it like this: It's Foden, and then everyone else can do the discussion. Saka's the, the Saka's the undisputed number two, and then everyone else can compete for Foden. This season, one. I'm yeah. not talking about talent wise. Yeah. I'm talking about this season on top of it as well. I'm putting Foden. I agree. Going. I agree. I do agree. Foden. That's obviously that. Saka, like, Saka nah, Saka, Saka has, has dragged the club. I have to go. Saka. Yeah, he's, he's dragged. <laughs> he's dragged the club to ninth. It's, it's Foden, bro. Nah, bro, you're talking about a 19-year-old playing in a struggling squad, still Brother. putting up numbers Brother. for a teenager. Brother, it's Foden. Nah, it's not Foden. <laughs> it, it is, nah. Julia, we have to admit it's No, you're not going to mute both of your microphones. That's <laughs> not the problem. <laughs> uh, Julia, it'll be, it, it's, 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 it's Saka, it's, it was Foden, but like when they go, we'll say Saka here. No, no, it's Saka. <laughs> I'm saying, he's saying it with his absolute chest, I can say it with mine. Yeah. Uh, manager of the season. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the shambles that we were a couple months ago when we said Hassan Hootal. <laughs> uh, that went yeah. downhill. That was hard. <laughs> yeah. He's been this guy, yeah. I swear, man's been losing nine nil again, yeah. game after game. I don't know what people put the evil eye on him, boy. Yeah, I know. They were first. They were first at the time, I think, roughly around there when we voted him manager of the halfway point awards. But anyway, digress. Manager of the season. Who are you guys going for? Do you know what, yeah? I'm going to go for David Moyes. Because I'm sorry, like, what he's done with this West Ham team, yeah? It pains me to say it, but these men challenging for top four. Would you have said that at the start of the season? I definitely wouldn't have. Lingard's been a good signing. Mm. Suchek has been a brilliant player as well. The whole team, as a collective, I think David Moyes deserves massive Tanya, Tanya, do you remember the start when I said one-word answers, no need to justify? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 
be fair, she kept quiet for the Arsenal rant. So. <laughs> no, she was just smiling. She didn't keep quiet. She was like bobbing her I head in there. I love seeing people in pain, honestly. I love it. Wow. All right. Uh, and I was nice as well when they lost to Dynamo Zagreb. I think I'm going to change up my tactics now. Uh, Abdi. Uh, Guardiola, easy. Tojo? The same fellow that Tanya said. I don't say his name. <laughs> the Scotsman, the manager Scotsman. The Sc- yeah, Scottish manager. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cahill. Guardiola currently, if West Ham get top four, Moyes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna side with uh, the West Ham manager, David Moyes. Uh, goal of the season. Obviously, there's still I don't know ten, nine games left to go. Um, so there could be a worldie. But for now, what's your goal of the mm. season? Of the season. I don't know. I got one. One. Uh, Pogba's goal against Fulham. Oh, yeah. The one where he took out the air and shot from like four. Nah, that goal was disgusting. That so I'm going Pogba. That is a good goal. Are you talking about Craven Cottage? Yeah, Craven Cottage, yeah. Can I just go for every goal that Kane scored? No. That's not an option. I thought you were going to go for Son's an option. Go against Arsenal. Yeah, man. Yeah. Cahill, don't bring stuff up, man. Oh, no, no, no. I was going to say. I was struggling. I've been struggling. Tanya, have you forgot? Lamella? Oh, wait, Lamella! 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 Lamella, bro. Goal of the season, hands down. No, not hands down. I've seen better. Man. Yes, hands down. He has scored a better Rabona goal than that. I know, but the Chico yeah. bit in the derby is a bit mad, you know. Kojo, Kojo, what, Kojo, what did I say? Kojo, what, what did I say about your microphone again? <laughs> hey, what are you talking about editing, bro? I know your tricks, bro. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to edit a line saying I love Man C. It's calm. Oh. <laughs> I will report this podcast, bro. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I would never do that. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I'm still, you know, I still really love that Eze goal against Sheffield United. Um, yeah, that was, oh, when he saw yeah. like breeze past that, everyone, like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It looked it easy for him. Like, yeah, because it was because of the half-hearted challenges. I was running through cones. <laughs> Shout out Sheffield United. Big up. Oh no. You know, I will go. I'll go with Pogba. This... I, I knew it. I saw, as soon as Abdi mentioned it, Kojo's eyes lit up. There is, like, yeah, there is, yeah. At this point, any Pogba-driven um, agenda that's good for him, I'll back it to the end of my day. <laughs> so, yeah. What about Bruno's goal against Everton? What, the header? Nah, the rocket into the top corner. Oh, that was a lovely goal. But uh, Pogba. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cahill? Um, I would actually go with Son. Yeah, I'll go with Son. Against Arsenal? Yeah. <laughs> Cahill, <laughs> can, can I just say, yeah, like, why do why do football fans, yeah, they take joy in their players winning individual awards? Like, it yeah. makes no sense, bro. It doesn't add to your trophy collection. Like, because Son got gold of the season, yeah. it means nothing, man. Abdi, Abdi, I think you know the answer to that question. It's been 13 years since they won in Athletes, bro. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, you gotta take them as they come, you know what I'm saying? That's what it is. Then again, would, um, did they. Henri losing the golden boot to Never, that must have stung. Oh my god. Oh what the Ballon d'Or? Yeah. Of course, man. Yeah, but yeah. to be fair, that was a sham, that's why. It was, yeah. yeah. Henri was clear was that was? season. Well, yeah. If he scored um, in the Champions League final, maybe he would have won the one. Bro, of shut up. That's what it is. Why? Kojo? I thought we you know, I thought <laughs> we had an like understanding. I don't care what year it was. I'm so invincible. Keep quiet over. Kojo. I've already. This is the third time I'm telling you about your microphone, but I'm just <laughs> leave it there. 
No, all right. Um, we're going to move on to a, a, another segment uh, called The Big Questions. Uh, Addy comes up with some names, you know, but this is a segment led by Tanya um, and her newfound yeah. fame. So uh, she, she asked her fans and the fans responded. So go on, Tanya. Right. So the question is actually about Spurs. Um, I feel like you guys might have asked. Yeah, these guys are the ones who asked the question. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's what I meant by fans. <laughs> yeah. So the question was, you know, how, how big is the job at Spurs? Forgetting the manager for this one, how many players need replacement at the club? Mm. And how long should the process potentially be of making these changes? And does that mean letting the talisman leave? Boy, I, te- I suppose I've got to answer this question. <laughs> Um, how big is the job at Spurs? Um, do you know what the job at Spurs in terms of Jose Mourinho? At the moment, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of unanswered questions, and by that I mean, although we are out of the Europa League, I will not go into that embarrassing defeat again because it's just too painful. We still have a League Cup that we could potentially win, even though I think the chances of that are very slim, and we could also get top four. And I agree, the chances are very slim. If we are to get top four in a League Cup, you have to say that's actually a very good season. So as much as I, I have my, my feelings on Jose Mourinho, I don't think he's the man long term. I still feel like there's time for him to potentially turn it around. In terms of the, the, um, the players and, and the rebuild, I mean, I'm sick of the whole, is it Jose? Is it the players? Is it the board? I think like Arsenal and even United, we've got we've got issues from top to bottom. It isn't just a Jose issue. And I've come to realise that now, you know, sacking Jose for me is is not going to be our problem. Our problems won't be solved, basically. We we need to get rid of, of the Deadwood players in our team. The likes of Sissoko, just, just be gone. He's not the GOAT. I don't know why our fans call him the GOAT. He ain't a GOAT, bro. He's a llama. Like, he's he's, he's a llama. <laughs> right? Then you've got the likes of Eric Dyer and Sanchez. For me, these two, is a no-brainer. Bye-bye. Thanks for your services, but see you what later. services? Right? Then... <laughs> Service. What service? I used to work in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> right, they need to go. And for me, I want to see Deli Ali out as well. And I know that pains me to say, but I'm actually sick of our fan base being very sentimental when it comes to Delhi. Like for me, I think Mourinho is right when it comes to Deli Ali. And I'll hold my hands up, I was wrong because I always thought, oh, it's Jose, he's not managing him properly. But now that I'm deep in it, yeah, when he's actually played for Jose, apart from probably the last when he first came in and he was kind of putting the hand on his shoulder and saying, you know, stop being like your twin brother. I think that's what he was saying. That was the quote. And he started playing well. But let's be honest about it. This season, every time he's come on that pitch, for me, he's not said to Jose, pick me. You know, he's he's been very wasteful on the ball. And I just think he wanted that PSG move. And that's where you have to blame the board for not making that happen. I think his head is elsewhere, in my opinion. So I would like to see him go. And the likes of Bergwijn, for me, I don't think he's good enough. Um, who else have I missed out? Ben Davis, useless left back. I don't know what he's still doing. At the Rose. Rose. Rose is still there. The only thing I'm hearing you saying is that you guys have a lot of rubbish players, man. <laughs> we do. And this is the thing. This is the thing. 
have you. And this is why I'm saying, do you know what? My energy is not all going to be for Jose anymore because if I'm then saying Jose out, but then I'm listing all of these players, it's clearly not a Jose issue. It's also the, the squad. It's not good enough. And I've tweeted this and I've said, any manager that comes in and they have that same defence, they're not going to work miracles with it. So this board for me, we've got a big, big summer ahead. We need to get rid of this, this dead wood. And I think it starts with the defence. The defence has been absolutely shocking. Sanchez is is awful. He doesn't get into any top four team. Probably not even a top six team. Don't even think he'll get into Arsenal. I think your defense has been better than us. Dyer is horrendous, horrendous, and it just kills me that he, he's getting picked for England, and it kills me that Jose has taken this long to start playing the likes of Toby, who is our best centre back. Only now he's starting to to pick him, and then playing the likes of Roden and introducing the likes of Tanganga. Instead of Doherty, who I forgot to mention, he needs to go. But look, on the question, how big is the job at Spurs? Yeah, it is a big job. And it worries me that even if we do decide to keep Jose, I don't know if he's that man to, for this rebuild. I just, I don't think he is. I think Jose, he needs a team that's already made. So he can say, right, let's go. Let's go with some trophies. And the position that we're in right now, that's, that isn't, he's not the one. He's not the one. We need, in my opinion, a, a Poch-like manager. When he came in, he basically got rid of all of the deadwood that we bought with the bail money. And then he said, right, let's, let's start building my team. So I feel like that's the situation we're in. But as I say, on Jose, I still don't think he's a manager long-term, but there's still, there's still something to play for, which is that League Cup. But let's be honest, everyone here will probably agree that City are, are going to win that. I, I don't have any hope whatsoever of us winning that but um we'll have to see what happens I was hopeful at the start of the season because I've looked at the transfer window Gareth Bell, Reculon you know all that's of these players <laughs> yeah that's and Bale is even suspect as well so yeah even, even Bale Tanya, what I, what I just want to ask a question yeah. what I don't understand yeah is Poch he literally took your club, yeah, from an average six, seven place team to the Champions League final. And I know, I know, I know at times, yeah, like obviously he did have the big defeat against Bayern Munich and then there were embarrassing home defeats as well. But um, he went, there was a period, it was like 18 months where he didn't sign a single player. And also, like, if you're going to, and then Mourinho comes in, you want the quick fix. Mourinho, he pretty much almost taken you a little bit. Well, well, he definitely has taken you further back. You're crashing out of the Europa League when you were not long ago in the Champions League final. So you have Poch, who's a promising manager, yeah, and you refuse to give him money. And then now you've got this guy who a lot of people say he's finished and a lot of people say he's not a long-term manager. He's very much a short-term manager that can get you a quick fix. Why are you giving so much money to Jose Mourinho? You've like Mourinho's got more, been given more money than Poch has in the last in his entire reign. Like what? What's the, I don't. What's the point? Like I don't get it. Why? Why not back watch at all? You You got to ask Daniel Levy and Enoch and Joe Lewis that question because the I, I don't know. I think it's criminal, like you say, to to go two summers without buying a single player. When you look at what Poch did for this club and. I don't want to dwell too much on Poch because he is in the past. We have to we have to be looking forward. But you're right. On paper, Jose has been backed more than Poch. But I would argue, did did Jose get the players he wanted? I don't for one minute think he went to leave. He was like, right, get me Joe Rodon. That was a rush of a signing, in my opinion. And I don't think he wanted Gareth Bell because you have to only look at 
him not being keen on him when he first came. I know he was just recovering from an injury, but he didn't really embed him into the team. It took him a while. And even now you can tell he's not too keen on him. I don't think he wanted him. I think his only signings that he probably wanted were Reculon and Hoivier. Even Doherty, I don't think he wanted him. I think he wanted centre-backs and he didn't get it. And that is why my energy will always be to these owners because they've done it time and time again. He did it to Harry Redknapp. My guy had Louis Zaha and he wanted another player. You know, Poch, he, when he was at the club, he wanted the likes of Sadio Mane at one point. You know, it, it's, it's Tottenham all over. We, we, we wanted Bruno Fernandes. We were meant to get him. We got Jetson Fernandes. We were meant to get Spinier. You know, how many times? <laughs> like, it's funny. Oh, can you imagine if that was the reason? Oh, I didn't mean this one. This was him. It's this club, man. It, honestly, like, like I said, the, the board have a big summer, but I don't trust Daniel Levy, Enoch, Joe Lewis. I don't trust any of them. We're all about the cheap options. And I'm hearing, you know, obviously the Kane thing, Sky Sports keep going on about it. Rival fans keep saying he has to leave and... I don't know, maybe he does for us to, to finance this rebuild. Maybe he does. I wouldn't hold it against him. I mean, he's been an absolute brilliant servant for Tottenham and he deserves to win trophies, man. Well, Man City it. yesterday announced that Aguero is leaving. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it, you yeah. just know that some, I mean, I, I can't for the life of me see them replacing Aguero with Ings. So no, no. you are expecting Haaland or Kane. <laughs> At Daniel, this point, Daniel, if they touch Harland or Kane, do you know how peak is going to be? No, listen, yeah, it's, it's already peak now. What do you Bro. want from me? <laughs> These lot are winning league titles with Gabriel Jesus. Can you imagine what it's like with Harry Kane up front, bro? Fam, oh, Gundogan is their top scorer right now. Mm. If Harland or Kane touch the Etihad, it's done. I can't bear it. I can't bear it. It's actually done. Do I don't, I don't Kane, want to think about if, it. Well, if Kane, if Kane turns from Man City, I think he might hit 100 goals a season. <laughs> Bro, you're not even lying. You're not even lying. It's true. Um, the, reports, uh, the reports keep saying Daniel Levy's not going to sell to another Premier League club, yeah. and any club that wants him has to pay 100. Yeah, I, I, as soon as soon as Daniel Levy sees that check roll in from the Arabs up from Manchester, that it's done deal. <laughs> done so, deal. So he's saying he was 150 million at the time they announced that we're not using FFP anymore. Well done, mate. <laughs> well done. Yeah, right. yeah. That's going to stop him. The prince will send the money in gold, bro. <laughs> In it, he's gonna make Gabriel Jesus carry that all the way to to White Hart Lane or wherever. He will cash out 150 MZ yeah, and send it in a private jet to, to Manchester. Uh, I think he's going. I've made up my mind now. I think he's going. I can't see him staying, even if we win that League Cup. I cannot, for the life of me, see him saying, Right, I'm gonna stay for another project, you know. Tanya, do you know what my issue is with uh, you mentioned like um, when you sold Gareth Bell and you bought 100 million worth of crap, but. The, the only issue I have now is that 150 million nowadays doesn't buy you a lot um, in terms of like the quality that you need for a rebuild. Considering you it smartly, I think you can you, you can you can find gems out there. Yeah, gems, but but Spurs need stuff now. No, but Mourinho is definitely the type of manager who get 50 million and then go and spend it on Matic or something. <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah. Like when if he, he was wants like, to do that, let him do it. If he wants to let him do it, let him do it. Let him do it. When he was at Man United, the two players he wanted were Eric Dyer and Dele Alli, bro. Like, <laughs> like, that's why, like, I, I don't think you should 
if you do sell Kane, your rebuild shouldn't be under Mourinho because one, no, 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 a rebuild is, a po- is in a positive future direction. Mourinho's in the past. And also, <laughs> we know what he does. You give 150 to Mourinho, he's going to come back with what? Fellaini and um, Harry oh, Maguire, bro. Oh, <laughs> oh. All right. Um, enough of Tanya's woes, although I could sit here and listen to it all day. Um, we are coming to the end of the podcast. So again, I just want to thank Kojo and Cahill for for gracing us uh, on our platform, uh, especially as, you know, your your platform has obviously been going for a long time. So we're, we're learning from you, you know, we're learning from you. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, no, you ain't. Like <laughs> In it. Yeah, you know them ones. The, the... <laughs> but um, I just wanted to ask, do you guys have any like last questions for us? Um, I know Cahill probably wants to ask something that makes Tanya cry, but I promise, uh, <laughs> even though she says that, you know, she's, she's close to tears, uh, it, it never comes. So, um, let's try to break that then. Let's try to break that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please make Tanya cry now. <laughs> well, you were laughing at us. It's time for us to laugh at you. And I didn't even get my proper yeah, laughs right. about Dynamo's Greb because I tell you, yeah. Arsenal <laughs> lost against Olympiacos and, yeah. and when Dynamo Zagreb beat Tottenham, bro, I was dancing like Arsenal won the Champions League. I don't even care. I was uh, Okay, cool, cool. We'll give you 30 uh, seconds, yeah? Everyone laugh at Dynamo Zagreb. Five, four, three. <laughs> 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 I hate you guys. So uh, oh, God. <laughs> I'm joking. And we're back in the room. Um, but yeah, we just want to thank you guys. If you do have any questions, um, yeah, we're we're happy to to answer but um and big up your guy you guys as well we're gonna put your your links and stuff in um in our socials yeah. and on spotify and all that jazz so um thank you again for coming on um Cahill, i feel like me and you need our own episode to just get through <laughs> all that arsenal stuff <laughs> but uh yeah abdi do you want to do a little poem or in this rubbish <laughs> that's it Nah, uh, yeah. Abdi usually has a little poem that he does, but he he fluffs it every yeah. single time. End, end this shambles. That's, <laughs> that's my new poem. Yeah. End this shambles of a podcast. But thank you guys so much for joining, man. Kojo, yeah, I man. appreciate your 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 dislike for McTominay as well. So, <laughs> that's my brother. Isn't it? The Scotsman. Come on, man. The Respect Scotsman. the guy. To, to be fair, the, to be fair, um, I call Marshall Jamapel Jeffers. <laughs> I um uh, I actually dislike him a bit more. So, but his name's not banned yet. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, so, that is amazing. Uh, that is going to be the name of the podcast. The name of the podcast. <laughs> right in the death, bro. What? Right in that down. Je m'appelle Jeffers. Je m'appelle That's Jeffers. it. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, if thanks for for having us uh for having us, Ra. It's just oh, thank me you back. for having us. Ra. Je, yeah. je m'appelle yeah. Jeffers. Thrown me. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. End this shambles. Oh, stop it. See you guys later. See you guys next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.